Hello, listeners, and thank you for joining this week's podcast from Wind on ESG and Sustainability. This week, we are excited to have Drew Shula join us. Drew Shula is the CEO and founder of Vertical Group, which focuses on sustainability consulting, and he is also the founder of the world's largest net zero conference. How's everything going, Drew? Max, thank you so much for having me. Doing well. Joining from uh, sunny Los Angeles today. Happy to be here. We can talk about making a positive impact on the world and doing good through business. So thanks for having me on your show. Absolutely. Sounds perfect. So for the listeners that are new here as a, a refresher, uh, I'm the uh, head of sustainability at WIND. Uh, WIND focuses on air quality monitors as well as purification technology. So Drew and I have known each other for maybe over 10 years or so now. Uh, we both work construction management. Uh, I was at CBRE and Drew was at Jones Lang LaSalle. And then we also worked on the majority of our projects uh, when I was at Healthy Buildings International. I was there for about 10 years. So taking a step back, uh, Drew, thank you for joining us. I, I think it would be great for our listeners to know a little bit uh, more about you uh, and your background. So I do have the LinkedIn background here. Uh, and I think if I, I'm not wrong, you grew up in Maine and then went to Notre Dame for school. So uh, going back, we won't date you too much on the years, but can you expand upon how that uh, the upbringing uh, really kind of rolled into your first jobs out of uh, out of school? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think you you and I, gosh, we go back so far. It's going to be yeah, at least ten, maybe closer to fifteen years at this point. You were one of the first people I met on the green building scene in LA. You know, way back when. So great to reconnect with you here today, Max. But um, Yes, you're right. I was born in Maine, uh, grew up there, uh, and just a really amazing environmental community to be a part of. Um, and I grew up in a real rural area, uh, 40 acres of land. We had a family of foxes on the property. We had beavers that uh, dammed up a stream, uh, nearest neighbors half a mile away. Um, and just really uh, connected to the land um, and the environment and nature. Uh, we had a big vegetable garden and we cut our, uh, all our own firewood off the land to heat the house. Of course, sustainably managed forest uh, as we thin, thin the trees. And um, we, you know, we tap the maple trees to make maple, maple syrup in the winter. Um, so it's just a, a really amazing place to grow up that shaped um, my connection to the world, to nature and what I wanted to do with my life. And so I went on to Notre Dame and um, that was a really interesting university to, to be a part of. I studied architecture there, but I was also really involved with the Center for Social Concerns on campus. Um, and I did a lot of volunteer work at homeless shelters um, and with people trying to, always trying to uh, make a positive impact on people was a big focus of mine uh, in undergrad. And I did a summer service project in Ghana as well, working on ecotourism um, for I think about 10 weeks one summer. Um, so my experiences growing up uh, were really environmental focused in, in Maine and then very uh, people focused at, at Notre Dame. And so coming out of uh, you know, school and starting uh, my career, I really uh, wanted to do both of those things. And I went into the building world using my architecture degree and um, I didn't love design, I think, is, you know, where I kind of ended up. I, I, wor I worked as a designer for a couple of years and, 
And uh, then I went to more of the corporate side, uh, working on on the lead program for a real estate developer, Thomas Properties Group. And that might be where we first met Max. This That's is, right. This is back like, yes. yeah, maybe two, 2008 or something like that. Um, and it was really interesting. I learned a ton. Um, the corporate setting didn't align super well with my sort of very sort of hippie upbringing in the, in the woods of Maine, um, you know, wearing a, a suit and tie every day in the corporate real estate world. Um, but I did learn a lot and I learned a lot about how, uh, how to get environmental programs into the corporate world, um, which is very difficult. Uh, and learning to speak the language of efficiency and cost savings uh, and not just, you know, the cliche saving the polar bears. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, that was that's kind of my background uh, growing up. And from there, I, I went into to Vertical Group and starting a consulting company about 10 years ago, 2012. And, uh, you know, just started with me in the garage back in the day and I love the consulting world because I could focus on uh, many clients and not just one portfolio of buildings. Like in a real estate, uh, working for a real estate firm, you're just working on, you know, just their set of buildings all the time. But as a consultant, I can work with lots of, lots of clients, and there's always something new, always a new client. So, over the past ten years, Vertical Group's worked with Google, NASA, LAX, Johnson and Johnson, Apple, and just a ton of amazing clients. So it's been it's been quite a ride, man. But yeah, that's that's my background. I love it. Yeah, and we won't go too much into uh, the construction management side of things, but uh, you can obviously see how all the, the many places that you worked is kind of rolled into the vertical group projects. So uh, my next kind of, as I always ask you, whenever we get together, I think you you call it the dream team of individuals that you've been blessed with over the years. So maybe we'll start with the personal before we get to the professional. So uh, the listeners might've picked up on the last name there is Shula. So I think it's the uncle that's Don Shula. So as we round out kind of, as you were growing up, any stories that you have of meeting uh, with uncle Don and any kind of leadership styles that he've had, he had that you have rolled into vertical group? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's uh, Don Shula is my dad's uncle, so he's my great uncle. Definitely the the family claim to fame. He was the coach of the uh, Miami Dolphins for I think like twenty five years or something like that. Um, he just passed away uh, a couple years ago in in uh, twenty twenty um, at the age of ninety down in Miami. But uh, really storied NFL career. Um, a couple of Super Bowl wins. He's the, the winningest coach in NFL history, the, you know, the most wins of any coach. So um, I really didn't know him well. He, you know, he, he's definitely the family claim, claim to fame. We always, um, always looked up to him. He loomed very large in my life, but I just met him a, a few times growing up. Um, I did get to go to his Hall of Fame induction when I was about 15 in uh, Canton. Nice. And um, yeah, yeah. I, I just, I, I remember one quote that he had though about leadership. Uh, was just around, he didn't know any other way to lead, but by example. And I always took that to heart um, with my own team at Vertical Group. You know, we're a small company, about 15 people, and trying to make a positive impact on the world and help solve the climate crisis. And as a company, we're trying to set an example for how we operate as well. So, um, you know, one way we walk the talk is we just became a net positive company last year uh, in 2021. 
And this is really significant uh, because many companies in the ESG um, world are setting targets around how to get to you know, net zero or net positive car around carbon neutrality uh, around the year 2050 or maybe 2040 or 2030, you know, decades from now. Mm -hmm. um, and we're a small company, 15 people, so it's a little easier for us to get there than you know, a, a major you know, Fortune 500. Um, but we were able to do it um, already as of last year. Um, we created our carbon footprint uh, calculation uh, and we reduced our, our carbon footprint as much as we could across the board uh, around uh, the energy use in our offices and, and our, the waste that we generate through our, our operations of our company, um, our employee commuting patterns and, and whatnot. And then for the remaining footprint, we bought uh, renewable energy credits or RECs uh, to offset uh, our, our, uh, our carbon footprint. And not only did we get to zero and offset 100% of our footprint, but we bought an additional 10% to become, and that's how we make the claim net positive. So we're not just at zero, but we're, we're restorative company. We do net, net good to the environment through the, the, the wrecks that we purchased. And we did this uh, not just uh, for the previous year, but all the way back uh, the past uh, you know, nine years to the year the, the company was founded in 2012. Uh, so it's a, it's a great accomplishment and one way at Vertical Group, we're leading by example, uh, like as I learned from Uncle Don, um, for how a company can get to net positive today. And then our, our goal is to continue to do this every year moving forward. So pretty exciting for us. Very much so. Yes. And congratulations there uh, as well. So uh, I think Thank that's you. a nice segue. You kind of you're talking from the company side of it. Uh, from an individual standpoint, we're even getting a number of our own employees at WIN through different accreditations. So uh, for listeners new to sustainability, individuals get accredited, uh, buildings will get certified. So uh, I well, let's start with Drew. Drew's a lead fellow and a living future hero. Congratulations on those uh, as well. Uh, I am the lead AP grandfathered in. I took it so long ago now that I, I don't have the the designation, but one day lead fellow, uh, I'll leave it there. Uh, and Fitwell Ambassador is another one that I'm very excited about. So uh, on that side, uh, outside of the vertical group employees that you're working with, um, going back to that dream team, uh, who are some of the people that you've connected with both through the projects and organizations, uh, but then also just mentors in the space, if you will? Well, Max, I'm sure I'm going to make you blush, but I would definitely put you in my dream team, man. I love it. Okay, <laughs> I'll those. take it. Nice. <laughs> yeah, no, it's been amazing to, to come up in the industry with you together the past, you know, 10, 15 years um, and to see you and the wind team and all the super exciting work you guys are doing to, to make uh, air quality monitoring tech hardware. It's, it's super inspiring to me. So anyway, you're on my list, but um, gosh, there's, you know, there's a lot of people that have influenced me a lot. Um, one is Van Jones. I love Van Jones. He, he, folks might see him on CNN today. Um, but back in the day, he was part of the Obama administration. He, he wrote a book on green collar jobs. Um, he's been a big inspiration for me. He came out of the Bay Area as well, where, where you guys are, are headquartered there in Silicon Valley. Um, I'd also put Yvonne Chouinard on my list, who I know we both love, Max. Um, 
yes. from your Patagonia days in the past. And um, I think you said you've got a copy of one of his books on your desk, but he is the founder of Patagonia uh, and also started the 1% for the Planet program, which is a corporate giving program. And they're a very, very much a model company for what we've built at Vertical Group. Uh, they're a B Corp, um, and they really make a positive impact on not just you know their bottom line profit, but people in the environment as well. So Yvonne Trenard's a, a great business leader um, that's you know really made an impact on me. Uh, then a couple other people definitely would have Elon Musk on this list. Um, he, he's, you know, what he's doing in the for-profit space um, with with Tesla and then SpaceX and how he he, you know, brought Tesla from focusing on cars to also then fo- focusing on uh, batteries and solar panels as well uh, in, a, in a, an entire ecosystem of renewable energy products. Um, I, I think is certainly the future uh, of humanity and he's capitalized that on that in the for-profit business world um, and has become the richest person in the world uh, which is amazing to see and very inspiring for anybody working in the climate solution space uh, just like vertical group and wind um, that's what that's what we're all doing today I think there's enormous Opportunities. One thing I've been saying is I think the first trillionaire, maybe it'll be Musk or, or somebody else, but the word, world's first trillionaire will probably come from the climate solutions space. There's huge business opportunities around fixing uh, the damage and the crisis that we've created around the climate. Um, and then Paul Hawken wrote the book Drawdown. Definitely check that out if you haven't yet. It came out a couple of years ago. And it really, you know, we, we have the tools today to solve the climate crisis. There's a, a hundred different strategies uh, that Paul Hawken and, and the team at Drawdown um, laid out in, in the book. Um, and, you know, they across every sector, um, are, you know, around, you know, women work in the workforce, around uh, buildings and efficiency agriculture, you know, check the book out. There's a hundred strategies. It's not just one solution or a silver bullet that'll solve the climate crisis. It'll take action uh, really from everybody in every industry. And then finally, uh, rounding out my list of inspiring people in the the climate space, I would say uh, Jamie Margolin. Um, She is an awesome young leader. She actually keynoted our Net Zero conference a couple of years ago. Uh, she started an organization called Zero Hour back when she was a teenager, and she's now an undergrad at NYU, an amazing young leader in the vein of Greta. Uh, she wrote a book called Youth to Power and is really helping um, people wake up to how important it is to take action today immediately uh, to, to solve the climate crisis. So shout out to Jamie Margolin and definitely um, start following her on social media. But yeah, that's, that's my list. What, who, who would you have on your list? Anybody I didn't mention, Max? Nice. It's a good list. Well, I, I was sold on Yvonne Chouinard. Uh, hopefully I'm pronouncing it correctly. Never got the never got the chance to work directly I think, I think with them. But yeah, yeah. No, you, I was sold right there. So, uh, and, and also, that is, you yeah, know, fun fact, being from, being from Maine, Yvonne Chouinard is French Canadian, but he was, he, he grew up in Maine before he moved out to California. Uh, so that we've got that shared connection as well. <laughs> That's right. 
You got the main connection and a better pronunciation of his last name. So I got to hand it to you. On both of those. Uh, so uh, that is another nice segue. I, I promised to our listeners that this isn't too scripted, but uh, you'd mentioned the Net Zero Conference. Uh, obviously, in this last year or two, uh, COVID and pandemic, it's kind of changed uh, overall attendance at some of the larger conferences. Uh, I did not make it out to Green Build through USGBC last year. Uh, but we do have green build here in San Francisco at the end of the year. So I think you maybe mentioned earlier in the podcast about the Net Zero Conference uh, in terms of how many years you've been around in the focus. Uh, but maybe if you could touch upon that, even if it's the website link uh, and just how either individuals or companies can get involved here in 2022 would be great. Yeah, man, absolutely. And, you know, wind has been a part of the Net Zero Conference as well. It's the largest net zero event in the world. We expect about 2,000 attendees, and we really want it to get bigger and bigger every year moving forward. There's so much momentum in the climate solution space, in the ESG world. Um, We're trying to broaden the conference beyond just the built environment and buildings and bring in industries like agriculture and fashion and personal care, tech, et cetera, and really make it about everybody. Um, just as we talked, just as I was mentioning about the, the drawdown book, but um, yeah, the website's uh, netzeroconference.com. Um, we've had an amazing speakers every year. This is the ninth year of the event. It's going to happen at the LA Convention Center uh, this September, September 2022. Um, check out the website, register, attend, come down, get your company involved as a exhibitor. We have a, um, a very large exhibit floor where companies come and share what they're doing and and speakers come and share their stories of how their companies are making an impact uh, on the world, just like we've been talking about today. Um, yeah, and it's it's really about you know you know knowing that there's a massive problem, you know that that uh, atmospheric CO2 is spiking since the industrial revolution, and that we need to make changes to keep uh, you know global temperatures below a two two degrees Celsius change. And what are companies doing today to make that happen? How are, how are we taking action? What are the case studies, the solutions, uh, real world examples that are already happening today? Um, and how can we spread those across across the world and build a low carbon economy that we desperately need uh, for the future? Um, so that's, it's, it's really the cutting edge of that conversation that's happening at the Net Zero Conference every year. True, and well said. And I will give somewhat of a shout out. So we actually became familiar with the Net Zero Conference through uh, U.S. Green Building Council. They have a Los Angeles region. Um, ben Stapleton and a few others uh, helped with WIN becoming a part of their Net Zero Accelerator program. So uh, anyone who's listening, it's not just a California or Southern California. Uh, it is a national, if not international. I would say half the companies, I think, uh, from Canada. Uh, so please do reach out to them or connect with Ben uh, online. Uh, I can connect you as well uh, after the podcast. Um, but that is uh, kind of in our closing step is that I did want to mention a lot of different companies now are really building the foundation, I would say, of what their sustainability or their ESG plan is. Uh, I would say even internally, we're not looking at, at 1% for the planet as of right now. That's a, an amazing uh, feather in your cap. Uh, one of the other things that I saw Vertical Group did was uh, became a B Corporation. Uh, that, in addition to, I would say, wins looking at a declare label, uh, which is through living buildings where you declare, this is more on the product side 
but declaring the actual materials that go into your manufacturing process. So back on the B Corp side of things, could you just give a kind of an overview of how that process worked for you and Vertical Group and how that's kind of changed your day-to-day? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. B Corp, if you have not heard of what a B Corporation is, um, please Google it and check it out. Uh, it's been transformative for our company, uh, for how we operate as a for-profit business. Uh, it, it's very much a part of the DNA of who we are as a company um, and just baked into Vertical Group and how we run our business. And it ties into a lot of the things that we've been talking about today, Max. So it's not, we're, we're for-profit companies that are also focused on making a positive impact on people in the environment. And so that's, you know, triple bottom line thinking. And we also, there's a, a B Corporation is a, a certification for your business, similar to how LEED is a certification for a green building. Uh, there's a separate um, thing you can, you, you can turn your business, you can change the corporate entity of your business from a, a standard corporation into a benefit corporation. So we, we did that as well with the state of California. And that legally binds Vertical Group um, to, again, not just thinking about profit, but also thinking about um, positive impact on people in the environment. Um, 1% for the Planet is a separate program. Uh, again, it came out of Yvonne Twinard in Patagonia, and they, he started this uh, program where companies, again, for-profit companies, uh, give one per, at least 1% of their annual revenue every year to environmental nonprofits. And it's a, it's a corporate giving way to give back um, and help make a positive impact on the world through, biz, th- through business. Um, and I th- one of the key differentiators there is <clears throat> a lot of companies might give a, a, percent, a small percentage of their profit every year, but your profit margin might be you know, 10 or 20% um, of, of your total revenue. Uh, in the 1% for the planet program, you give 1% of all of your revenue. Um, so it's, it's pretty meaningful. Um, so we've given to, you know, maybe at least, I think, uh, maybe around 10 or 15 nonprofits through the years. We, we became part of the 1% for the planet program when it was just me in, in my garage in Pasadena back in 2013, we signed up for this program and have been a part of it ever since. But I think these programs um, are super meaningful and very effective at transforming businesses. So we, we really need that across the board. And there's some huge B Corps um, in the market, Eileen Fisher and Ben and Jerry's and Method Soaps, King Arthur Flower, Patagonia, Allbirds. Um, all yes. Yeah, yeah, man. And I love Allbirds. I, 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 and I, you know, another thing you can do, anybody out there can support B Corps by buying their products. Uh, Max, I think you and I both rock our uh, our all birds and i you know i buy um i've gotten the king arthur flower in, in my pantry and you know any anytime i can i vote with my dollar and support uh, buying products from b corp to support this this transformation of our economy um, so anyway we're, we're super cra- proud to be a b corp so follow in patagonia's footsteps here and we, we use them as a model company a, a lot for the work that we do Sounds perfect. No, it sounds great. No, I think that's great information for our listeners. So uh, on that note, uh, group, uh, thank you for uh, listening in today. 
Uh, Drew, we'll have to connect. Uh, I, I know back in our Thomas Properties days, it was seeing the Clippers games, but now it's kind of Clippers are still <laughs> good. They're holding their own, but we've got our Warriors who are, are back and doing well and Clay's back on the court. So we'll find out a time for you to get back up here to San Francisco. And I will make my little side plug here is that uh, did open up a bar and restaurant uh, in Marin County. So for those who are attending Greenbuild, uh, feel free to let me know and enjoy some barbecue and some beers at, at Way Station there. But with that, we come to a close. Uh, please feel free to contact Drew directly. Uh, once again, his website is verticalgroup.com. And uh, we'll go from there, as they say. Thank you, Drew, for uh, joining us. Max, thank you so much. And Wynn, love what you guys are doing. Great company, great products. And I have a wind monitor on my kitchen counter. As you know, I'm a big fan of what you guys are doing. So and I still haven't seen Steph Curry play, man. So we got to do that next time I'm up there. We, we got to see, uh, go see Steph and the Warriors for sure. That's right. I love it. We'll make it happen. All right. Thank you, Drew. Yeah. Talk to you soon. Thanks, Max. Okay.